You're listening to the Action Figure Blues Podcast, episode number 346, for the week of Wednesday, the 20th of February, 2019. I'm Scotty, and with me tonight are... Adam. Ben. And Eddie. This episode is brought to you by Apple Music, Audible, and ActionFigureBlues.com. Tonight, we'll be checking out all the news and toy reveals from New York Toy Fair 2019. How can it be Toy Fair again? Like, I don't know. It, has a year gone? Goodness me. Yep. How, how are we, boys? Hooray! Good. <laughs> okay, well, Ben, you win the enthusiasm <laughs> for this episode, so you can talk about yourself first. What has been happening in your neck of the woods? Uh, 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 I've still been having a lot of fun with my Google Home and uh, plugging things into it. And uh, I can now get it to run Netflix uh, voice command. So I, I no longer actually have to scroll through Netflix. I can just tell it what I want it to play and it um, sends it to my TV, which is really cool. And then I joked with um, with uh, beloved wife, uh, Mrs. Shake, and said, you know, now all I need is um, for it to, you know, retrieve me a, a drink out of the beer fridge in the garage. She just looked at me and went, but that's what the kids are for. It's like, hooray! Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, the circle oh is closed. <laughs> Whoa. So I'm one Whoa. step closer to being those um, being those people in uh, Wally. Yeah, that film seemed like a cautionary tale, but I was kind of jealous <laughs> of those floating chairs. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, we're so on the way to that, aren't we? Like that's oh, yeah. yeah, that's what actually that's kind of what I thought when we got our home assistant, whose name I won't say because I don't want to activate everyone else's. Yes, um, yes, I've I've learned that lesson a couple of times too that you can't even talk about you know what you should say is and then you say it and mm-hmm. it activates. It's like, no, I didn't mean it. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah, um, and yeah, you know, I was like, well, this is this is it. This is the road to Wally. Like, don't need to get up to turn the mm-hmm. light off anymore. You know, like it's just amazing. It is. It's amazing. <laughs> Should we release a, a home assistant called Voldemort so that no one can talk about it? Oh, that would be like, and then you could have like the Fight Club edition. Yes. That would be, yeah. It was, uh, there was a meme in my Facebook thing today that um, some guy had done a, a Twitter thing saying that uh, um, last night I went to Fight Club. Um, I got there a few minutes late and I missed the rules, but I had a really great time. Everyone should check it out. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. Uh, Adam, have you been doing anything that you can't talk about lately? I mean, like, apart from adult things, not really, no. Um, oh, I talked to the neighbour over the back fence, and after the two and a half years, we're finally going to start fixing our back fence. Oh, wow. Yeah. Good work. Yeah, Good it was work. decimated in the, um, the Adelaide Power blackout storms from two and a half years ago. Oh, is it like communal fences are just like the worst, aren't they? Like, yep. Well, yep. neither, yeah, neither of us really cared that much. It's just that now because it's um, fallen apart a bit more, it makes a lot of banging noises and it just kind of looks a bit shit and stuff. So <laughs> it's it's just kind of got to that point where it's like, yeah, we might as well fix it. How hard can it be? So we'll do that. <laughs> yeah, no, I, like I'm with you. It 
it uh yeah we built this this house that we're in now and uh so the mechanics of doing fencing when you are building is that you know you each pay half to have it put up but of course if you have a block that uh isn't sold near you then you're either you know you're kind of stuck having to pay for that whole side so we had that you know on one side but then it was that was the easiest one because then you know with with one it was like oh we don't really have the money at the moment um because they weren't moved in yet and then the back one was oh you know my um wife's uncle is does a bit of fencing uh yes oh, oh my god so yeah how is it he could have done it for four hundred dollars cheaper so i'll yeah. pay you half of the difference yeah exactly so, exactly i don't understand how it's hard when you're building a new home you just tack it onto the freaking home loan you're already playing pretend money anyway uh no 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 no. So this is this is the this is like the cautionary tale of um home loaning is uh, home building is that you know there's all this stuff that if you've never done it before that you just don't really kind of think about at the time that you're going to have to pay for you know out, outside of whatever you're actually getting a loan for and so it's a but but the the tricky thing about it is then a lot of stuff is you know, kind of cash in hand if you want to get it done um, reasonably. Not that the AFB um, podcast endorses um, people not claiming their income. And uh, <laughs> so it just, we were so fortunate in that we just, you know, we'd sold our house in Canberra and we made a decent profit on it. And we um, had kind of kept some aside because otherwise we would have been a bit stuck. Like, well, we would have just had to wait for, you know, like landscaping and and stuff. So, um, yeah, yeah. It's just, and when when you're when you're building, like the builders don't kind of take you through all of that because they want all your money. So, <laughs> yeah. <sighs> anyway, um, Eddie, have you replaced any fences lately, or agreed to do so? No, I got one fence that's sort of being held up by a hedge at the moment. So me and Hedges are good. the neighbor are sort of really reluctant to cut the hedge in case that then means that the fence no longer has support and comes down. So that's about <laughs> as close as my one. But I've been a bit under the weather and sick, so if I'm a little nasally, that's why. But I've gotten addicted to orange juice uh, as a <laughs> means of trying to recover uh, quick okay. so it's it's How's just been a bit you? of a uh, I don't think it's really helping but it's good like for the inside it makes me feel good and orange <laughs> juice is great I like orange juice so good full of sugar it's good for you yeah um yeah echinacea that's the one thing that I do find does actually like it, you know it doesn't it's not going to heal you instantly but it does reduce the duration of colds and stuff. Um, but, you know, a hit of OJ is not a bad thing. No, that's good. It's so tasty. <laughs> I, I go straight for the cold and flu pills. Like I have the sniffles or a runny nose for more than two days straight. It's like, right, going off to get a course of cold and flu tablets and, <laughs> you know, a week and a half later I'm finished with that and I'm like, yeah, I didn't get sick. Mm, drugs. <laughs> drugs. What about you, Mr. Scotty? How's your uh, fencing and orange juice life? 
Yeah. Um, I, I have a new fence, obviously. Um, but speaking of things that are held up by other things, um, I worked at a institution that had a like heritage listed building at the center of it. And the whole front of that building was basically held together by ivy that had grown over the brickwork and stuff over the years. And there actually is a whole kind of science around uh, building like mesh frameworks behind walls of ivy to kind of keep it up and against the building. But then it's also kind of holding some of the building together. Um, and this was a <clears throat> this was a uh, a boarding you know, had a, a boarding house attached to it, and we had what they call gap tutors that you know, come from overseas for a year to kind of work in the the boarding house, and their rooms were above, like on the first floor, which this is like which would be Americans would call it the second story, um, and and they would say just like that second story, um, and. The their rooms were there, and one night after I think you know a few adult beverages, one of them decided that he was going to uh, go back to his room on the outside, and pulled a whole two story uh, section of ivy and mesh framing off the building. Nice um, work. Yes, and then and then literally fled the country. Because he was so <laughs> terrified. <laughs> Fair call. Yep. So, uh, yeah, it was kind of highly amusing, um, to, uh, mainly to watch my boss's head explode when he came out for his Sunday morning paper and looked up and <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> and it cost fifty thousand dollars to put it back on. Weeks. I know. Insane. Ouch. Insane. Um. Yeah, other than that, all good here. Uh, now, obviously, we're going to talk about lots of things that we could potentially acquire in the future in our Toy Fair uh, armchair coverage. But what have we acquired recently? And we don't mean – like Eddie's acquired some sniffles, obviously, but in terms of – oh, my God. In terms of new toys, etc. Uh, well, I uh, did get in Roshi finally. So after I think a year of promising Adam that I'll pick <laughs> that up so we can talk about it together, uh, I finally got off my butt and ordered it on my Amazon app. And I also grabbed because I realized that I'd started to fall behind and I didn't want to get behind in these as I had with the Dragon Ball Z figure arts, uh, the amazing Yamaguchi Psylocke as well as Deathstroke. And mm. spoiler for when I get around to doing a review of Deathstroke, he might be the best one yet. Hmm. So that means I need to get my Psylocke that's sitting in my big bad toy store pile of loot shipped so that we can review it. So oh, uh, I might be able to wait on reviewing her. She might be the opposite. Oh, no. Really? Yeah. Yeah, but it could make for a good review. <laughs> oh, spoilers. Can't all be winners. Mm, I'm only doing the Marvel ones. Oh, well, maybe that's going to be. Do you know what I actually got um, this week was the Magneto, um, mm-hmm. who's, which is really quite awesome. Yeah. Do you like his magnetic effects on? Yeah. It was actually kind of, you know, like I, it was a Facebook 
group sale. And then uh, then the guy was like, oh, yeah, I really love this. It's one of my favorite figures. I just really, you know, got to get some cash at the moment. Really sorry to let it go. And I was like, oh, bummer. And then he sent it and he was like, oh, hi, I sent it. And also, by the way, I um, included the custom cloth cake that my mum made for me because I just loved this toy so much. Wow. <laughs> Oh my mm. god! <laughs> <laughs> it's like okay, so now I have to send it back to you, basically, right? Like, but no, it's really cool. So, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, it was so nice. It was like, wow, what do you do? Thanks, mom. Um, <laughs> cool. Uh, ben, what have you acquired? I got my first sideshow premium format statue in thirteen months. And it was the new uh, modern Daredevil, which is uh, exquisite. Amazing. So I'll save my uh, further comments for uh, an upcoming review. Ah, well, we, we definitely are keen to hear about this. Mm. Yeah. Exciting. And Adam, any no, recent acquisitions? No, no, no nothing? Nothing. No. Fail. Moving right along. <laughs> So I mentioned on last week's episode that I have uh, been afflicted with a new mystery mini addiction because there are bombshell mystery minis, and uh, this is this is terrible, everyone. And they're they're actually really cute and gorgeous. And I've managed to acquire a whole uh, a complete set with a couple of extras just through. Um, the power of chance, and then I realized, ooh, you know, and I have a, I have a, like a little way of keeping my mystery minis in like a you know plastic case thing, so you can kind of look at them all. The whole set, it's really cool. Uh, and then I realized, oh, you know what else would be cool is if I you know put them next to their bombshell statue. And I was like, oh, but I really like having them all in one place, and so now I have to collect another set. <laughs> uh, of course, of course, that's a yeah. good excuse. It yeah, is, it is. Cool. yeah, yeah. But so now I've got a, a question to, um, you know, put out to the Brains Trust and Adam, and um, the <laughs> I was waiting to see if he would get that, and it was a suitable delay. So there you go. Um, the uh, what do you do when you buy, you know, like multiple items from an eBay seller? And then they never, they won't reply to the combined shipping invoice, because turn their house down. Well, I found I found a USC eBay seller that had three of the ones that were that are I have found harder to find, which I don't want to. You know, and so, you know, and the listing even says like you know you can add extra ones for a dollar shipping, but at the moment, I like it's been a number of days now. And I sent the request to combine shipping total, didn't get anything. Then I got a reminder saying you haven't paid for these items. And I'm like, mm, yeah, that's because I don't have – what do I do? What the, do I do? Help. The, rem- the reminder should be automatic. That's sent by um, the just the eBay app if nothing's been paid for uh, yeah. in a while. That, should, that shouldn't have any actual effect on the transaction itself. Thank you. I, I give your advice zero recommends. I don't know what to do. Uh, what, what do I do? About- well, eventually, <laughs> if you haven't paid, I would assume that the person would contact and say, like, hey, are you going to pay for this? And then when they so go I've to do that, they might see your message. Yeah, I've messaged twice now going, hi, can you please send a... That's so annoying. 
go on Craigslist and find like a um, a standover person to go and intimidate them. <sighs> this is why I didn't include you in the brains trust. Goodness me, Ben. <laughs> You're a public servant. What do I do? <laughs> yeah, it's quite awkward. I mean, the other thing is, if, it, if it's been a couple of messages in a couple of days, then they could legitimately have a reason for not checking it. Sure. And like a sudden illness in the family or their own illness. So, um, yeah, I think you could reasonably give it a few more days yet and see what happens. So yeah. you might find a, a very apologetic, sorry I didn't get back to you earlier, message is, uh, will be on its way. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just kind of look, I don't, there doesn't seem to be a way to kind of, you know, escalate it or ask for help. Um, I mean, it's been four days. It's not like, you know, but I, I just, it's it's kind of a weird thing because usually people that sell things on eBay like to get paid. Um, and, well, yeah, you know, I think so. Yeah, yeah, I certainly send my invoices very promptly. <laughs> like, yes, please yep. give me money. Um, anyway, thank you for that advice, Ben. Um, and <laughs> um, and friends, uh, and oh, other than that, I acquired the Treaterhead Superpowers Wonder Woman statue, um, which oh, I haven't had a chance nice. to open yet, but I'm very excited about. And I got that in the Pop Culture Valentine's Day 14 percent off sale. Yay! Cool. Thank you, yeah. thank you, Pop Culture. <laughs> If you ever want to like really fret about humanity, look at look at like any time that they post a sale or something. Just look at the comments and the number of people that just complain. Like you know, it used to be twenty percent. It's that it doesn't work on this item. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, my God. yeah, so entitled. Yeah. Apologies well, for wanting to make a profit. Um, I forgot to mention too, and I think you picked it up as well, Scotty. But uh, I also got the DC's Essential Shazam two pack. <gasps> yes, mm. that is so good. That's definitely. A yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah, that we'll talk about. <laughs> Speaking of talking about toys, though, we really should. Yeah, we, we should do the things. Okay, we will take a break, and then um, if you need a beverage or a comfort break, take it now. Because we're going to talk about toys for a long time when we come back. Hold on to your butts. If you like listening to podcasts, there's a good chance that you'd enjoy audiobooks as well. To make it easy for you, our sponsor Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial when you go to audibletrial.com forward slash afblues. A book I'd like to recommend is Wool by author Hugh Howey. It's the first book in a trilogy which unfolds the mysterious story of The Silo, a subterranean city extending 144 stories beneath the surface. It's a captivating book that I had to listen to almost in one sitting because I couldn't turn it off. To get your copy of Wool for free and start your 30-day free trial, or find another book to start your Audible journey, just go to audibletrial.com forward slash afblues. Well, New York Toy Fair is always one of the events on the action figure calendar that we like to celebrate, and we are extremely appreciative of people that go and cover the news there so that we can enjoy it from the comfort of our homes and talk about it later. The Now, I have to say, and I think it's an interesting trend, that that isn't quite as essential as it used to be because the new trend seems to be that you announce everything that you're going to reveal before the whole thing actually starts. Um, 
Yeah, which is, uh, I guess, <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't quite understand, but there, there you go. Uh, but we always like to take a moment to talk about uh, what we liked and didn't like from what we saw. Now, obviously, there were so many things revealed that we could fill up an entire three-hour episode just with Marvel Legends reveals alone. So we are not going to be talking uh, about every single item. We're going to go through the different categories and kind of give general impressions, highlights, and lowlights. Um, but before we do that, I thought I would just ask, in terms of Toy Fair's past and expectations, uh, etc., where did this one sit for you in terms of uh, things that were revealed that you were excited about? Ben? Uh, for me, it, hmm... I I feel really excited about a lot of the reveals, but I think it's possibly artificially inflated just by the sheer volume of Marvel Legends reveals. Because once once you sort of dissect that and I look at some of the other companies, there was either a lot of stuff that we had seen already, uh, a lot of stuff that we were expecting to see. So there wasn't a, a huge amount of surprises from the other companies. And I think also to the years gone by, it was always um, really exciting to see what Marvel um, was doing, obviously, you know, with the Hasbro Marvel Legends, but also with the DC Universe Classics. Um, and you know we all know how that went um, this year uh, from Mattel. So, so yeah, it, it it feels awesome. But I think if I if I sat down and assigned points to all of the categories, it probably wouldn't be as big as it has been the last few years. Okay, uh, Eddie, what about you? Uh, I actually had a really mixed bag this year. There were some things that I was really excited about. Uh, and often that came from spots that I wasn't necessarily expecting um, to be excited. And there were areas that I was looking forward to seeing what uh, people had on offer, and I was greatly disappointed. So uh, it was a real roller coaster this year in terms of reveals. Adam, what about yourself? I put this on the uh, hot shit to cold fart warming up end of the spectrum at the cold fart warming up end of the spectrum, <laughs> um, which is where I've put a lot of toy fairs and comic cons and things recently. And it is like you kind of said in the intro, we know most of what we care about before it gets anywhere near a con. Um, I don't think of the lines that I collect, I think there was nothing new revealed or announced. It was all stuff that had either been announced or that we'd, um, already had so it was a real yeah and so what um just just unimpressed almost forgot that it was on (laughs) the the um things that i've been quite excited about for me came after the actual uh event when i took some time to kind of look for stuff that i hadn't seen and we're going to talk about a few of those things the marvel legends obviously hasbro did a great job of actually pulling out surprises and we're going to talk about that in just a tick. Um, but it, it's interesting that some of the things that I was kind of hoping that I might see really did not eventuate, but then other things are a surprise. So I guess a mixed bag for everyone. So we're going to talk about the, I think the longest list first, and that is Hasbro's Marvel legends. We have you know many fans of that represented here on the show 
And we, uh, quite a bit of what we saw were things that had been previously either announced or foreshadowed, but then there also were some really nice surprises as well. So we'll put the whole list of everything that we're noting up on the blog post for this episode. Uh, But in terms of maybe stuff that either we didn't know or hadn't seen before, what, what are you most excited about guys? Anybody jump in? I Hydra actually, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. I was actually really wrapped to see a classic Hulk return to the shelf. I know we've gotten a few Hulk figures in the past, but really we haven't seen a classic comic book Hulk uh, on our toy shelves since the two pack Hasbro days uh, mm-hmm. back once they originally acquired uh, Marvel legends. So it would be nice to get an updated Hulk to fit in with uh, the other characters there. Yeah. I mean, for me, it was uh, in years gone by, they announced um, quite a few uh, figures that I, I just genuinely get no excitement about. I'm not a, a collector of Marvel Cinematic Universe. There are plenty of people that are, and you know that's great for them. But then when you do get uh, a comic figure in a, a slot in a wave, and it's of a character that we've already had in the past... Um, that's actually disappointing as well. So, you know, I was really thrilled to see uh, a lot of those um, figures turn up. Obviously, you know, some of them were no surprise, like Doppelganger. We knew that they would make use of the uh, the six-armed buck again. Um, but, you know, some fun pieces in there like Rock Python, et cetera. But I think what stood out for me the most is just the sheer volume. Um, you know, not so much, you know, there was a lot of figures in this category or that category or, I mean, everybody seemed to be excited about something, but the sheer volume, like the, the list that we put together is enormous. Well, I, I, I feel like this has happened sort of two years in a row now where we've pretty much got the lineup of Marvel Legends we're getting for the years. There might be individual figures in waves that we don't know of yet, and mainly yeah. they're going to be based around movie spoilers. But yep. the last sort of two years, we've known pretty much our entire slate of Marvel Legends that they're going to be for the year. And once we get to San Diego or New York, that's when we're starting to see the figures for the next year, the ones that we sort of already knew were coming in these waves uh, that we're getting here. So it's pretty safe to say it's a huge amount, but this is kind of apart from maybe San Diego Comic-Con exclusives and one or two offs like that, maybe one extra wave. This is pretty much 2019 um now, in terms of Marvel. Ben you um said Hydra Man and that's not the figure I thought that you were going to be most ex- that you're going to say you're most excited about. No, um, look I think he's the most impressive looking. I, I think the the uh the add-ons I thought they he would be a builder figure. I honestly thought that they would uh reuse parts of the Sandman builder figure and just cast them in translucent blue uh etc and so seeing him in there is a pretty unique sculpt and I thought he's um uh, portrait was fantastic as well. He's got this kind of, um, yes. you know, this kind of evil smirk on his face. But yes, Very the, the figure I'm, yeah, the the figure I'm the most excited about is the Silver Samurai. So, out of the the X Men Vintage Wave, uh, I I got to go X Factor Cyclops because that was my I believe my first Marvel figure. It might have only been beaten by one of those early Toy Biz. Spider-Man's, but uh, mm-hmm. I've got a lot of love for that X-Factor Cyclops and particularly coming on that vintage card. Uh, but I was really interested in the way they talked about the X-Men vintage wave 
being that uh, unlike the Avengers 2 that we've gotten, these just aren't repaints. They're actually new sculpts and new pieces going in. And they talked about with X-Men being such a big seller, they were able to sort of chuck a bit more money into those ones. And that sort of is one of those rare behind-the-scenes windows of potentially how these waves uh, do sell. And X-Men is kind of not that flash hot in the comics, but still huge in the toy world. And it's interesting too, I think, that whereas the Avengers, you know, the, the previous vintage waves, which I think have been great, but they've kind of been a bit like, you know, ho-hum in, in terms of that this is where, because I'm, the, the 80s Dazzler for me is like the Marvel reveal I was de- definitely most excited about. Um, you know, that's been a definitely a, a must have for me. I love that x-men era and love that character and so you know things like that that you're like wow i can't believe that we're getting that and then it's in that vintage line it's definitely a different feel and getting silver samurai in there as well is just amazing uh what else must we talk about in terms of what uh, what, what's what's yours and I, I don't want to be negative on every topic we cover but since marvel legends is such a huge allotment what would be your biggest disappointment out of what was revealed here by Hasbro. I think, I guess one of the things I want to talk about is I'm really impressed at, at Hasbro's thinking uh, in ways to get figures onto shelves. Uh, it's yes. pretty obvious now that every slot in a wave of Marvel Legends is a hot commodity. So yep. I imagine they spend enormous amounts of time going backwards and forwards with Marvel um, and, and trying to convince them of certain characters and why they should go into a wave. And then they sort of sit back and go, darn, you know, it's, it's a shame that, um, you know, we couldn't get the Executioner into a wave because everyone will want the Executioner, but Marvel's, you know, decided to put this one, you know, this particular character, you know, a higher priority. Um, and so it's like, well, how can we get the Executioner out there? And, you know, they've come up with these these two packs. Um, and, and I really assume the same thing goes for, for Korg and the Grandmaster as well. But then you turn around and look, and they had a pretty good success with the um, the, the MCU anniversary figures um, that were out and about. And so to then keep keep that, um, you know, while it's on fire, to transition it to the Marvel 80 years and then yes. bring us uh, a comic-accurate Thor, a comic-accurate Captain America. I mean, this is the first comic-accurate Thor since Wave 1. Mm-hmm. So... Wave three or whatever he's well, in. No, um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna challenge that before we get an email. In, uh, <laughs> oh. The the Walmart giant man wave. Well, sorry, when you say comic accurate, you're talking about like classic, classic. because yeah, this is the Kirby Thor. This is the yeah, yeah. you know yeah. the, the, the yeah, standard. but that, that yeah. that's what his I'm look talking. has evolved over the years, Ben. Yes, yes, I know. But, you know, for people like me, um, I really like, you know, the Olivier Coipel one from, um, you know, The Return yeah. of Marvel Legends. Yeah. I haven't really liked any of the subsequent ones since. Um, but Classic Thor is, is where it is for me. And so the fact that we're getting, you know, Classic Hulk, Classic Thor, Classic Cap, and, I mean, they were talking about, you know, based on Alex Ross, but, you know, I, I really don't care. And there, there was still room <laughs> to get things like that um, Brotherhood three-pack with Scarlet Witch, mm. Magneto, and and it was an excuse to get a new Quicksilver out. Um, so, you know, really amazing that they're, they're managing to bring us all of these variations. Admittedly, the thing that annoys me the most is the number of exclusives. Uh, once again, we're going to be just chasing those absolutely everywhere, which is infuriating. Um Really not a fan of that. And I guess the other thing I'm a bit sort of, you know, unhappy about is um, 
is, you know, I, I do put the odd MCU figure on my shelf if I don't have a comic equivalent. So, for example, the Executioner is something that uh, is a character that I really want to get into my uh, Asgardian display, but I have absolutely no interest in buying the set because I don't want Hela, um, you know, with it. So the fact that I have to buy one to get the other is a bit, you know, a bit annoying. I, in terms of, there's no figure there that I'm like, oh, I wish that wasn't coming out. In terms of, you know, one that maybe the one that doesn't quite work for me is actually the Scarlet Witch from that three pack. There's just something about the head sculpt or some, I don't know. There's just something that I'm like, me. Well, that's, that's I, I really like that head sculpt. That's I just, sort I of scream that sort of Perez Busek era to me. I just really. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I think it's only cause I, I think that the, the last Scarlet Witch that we got is a really good figure. Um, and so I think I'm a bit like, I don't know that that's just the one that I looked at that I was like, nah, um, I gotta say X, X factor or whatever Cyclops doesn't do anything for me. Um, <gasps> that is not, that is not a toy that I need. Um, and yeah, which is it's good nice it, that we, that, you know, they snuck in people like Boomer. Um, well, my, Boom. Yeah, my my disappointment, though, is uh, getting a nice cannonball that isn't on a dodgy sculpt like the original Hasbro one, but not giving him legs. I you know, understand. Like, I know it's a big product thing, mm. but I just feel like, oh, it just Come doesn't. No, there's yeah. something there that doesn't feel right, not giving him the swappable legs. It just. Yeah. There'll be customs galore going on. For oh, yes. Yeah. Just like everybody gets uh, Dr. Octopus and then they go and buy those um, cheap USB um, flexible lights and then uh, pop the light off the end so they can give their Dr. Octopus the, uh, the metal arms. So people are doing the same thing. Yeah. So, yeah. But the, just the, the volume of stuff is, is enormous. The, the list that we've got um, you know, presented here, I mean, if this is just the next 12 months, I know. Uh, it's crazy. So interesting, though, that they did hold off on a couple of Build-A-Figure announcements. Yes. So we still don't know. I think one of them was rumoured to be uh, Armoured uh, Thanos, um, and we still don't know what the, uh, I think, is it the X-Force? Because we know Wendigo is uh, is coming. But, um, yeah, I also was a bit peeved that, you know, Hasbro did that big thing about, hey, we're going to finish, you know, finish teams, and then, of course, they finish off the Black Order from the MCU and it's like, ah, oh, yeah. that's, that's uh, really kind of you. Any chance you yeah. could, you know, finish one of the other 17 teams that you started. <laughs> um. uh, so in terms of, you know, the, the one thing that you were kind of hoping to see and didn't see, what, what was that? T-Ray. <laughs> Look, I, I was really hoping that uh, we would probably get a, a, a follow-up Thor wave that would uh, see us pick up some of those other characters like um, the Warriors 3, uh, you know, Volstagg, Build-A-Figure, uh, some other, you know, Heimdall is another one who's still missing. Um, but it would also be an excuse to slip in some of those comic-accurate cosmic characters who I think uh, have been um, severely overlooked. I think, you know, people like Quasar and Moondragon and Comic Nebula, there's, you know, oodles. Um, of, of, you know, fodder there. And, yeah, just, uh, yeah, I don't know. But then I'm, 
you know, if they're going to go down this path of an Avengers wave and an X-Men wave, I think, you know, they could go back and follow up with that um, urban wave as well and a good opportunity to get a couple of Daredevil villains in there uh, as well because there's still plenty of people they could slip in there, like Lady Bullseye, um, you know, the Hood, uh, even a, a Builder Hyde, uh, sorry, a Mr. Hyde Builder figure. Um, yeah, so, but, mm. I mean, yeah, you just have a look at the announcements here and you can't say they're not trying oh no 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 i like you know in terms i'm not talking my dream list like you know when i saw that dazzler i was like give me a classic monica rambo and i'll die happy you know um but the i i'm ready for a female serpent society member like yay rock python new character that's privilege um but you know we've had a bunch of snake dudes and I'm ready, you know, for a, an anaconda or a diamondback or you know something. I think that would yeah, that yeah. would be cool. Um, you think diamondback would be a natural for you know that that Captain America theme, that sort mm. of Avengers way, because yeah. she doesn't need a whole lot of tooling. I mean, if you look no, at most no. of the um, female Serpent Society members, a lot of them are just paint apps. Um, sure. You know, there's not a lot going. I mean, anacondas are an exception, and yeah, so. Yeah, well, time will tell. Okay, anything else Marvel Legends related that we have to talk about before we move on to many other things? Uh, one last thing that I did like is that the Captain America that comes with Peggy, Peggy Carter uh, actually reuses a lot of the parts from the Ultimate World War II Captain America with the motorbike that's also coming out. So I imagine that movie Captain America will actually sit quite well on that World War II style motorbike, which would be mm-hmm. handy. Mm-hmm. What um what are your thoughts along the the Colossus and Juggernaut two pack? And you know, obviously people were um, thrilled at the idea of the damaged helmet and Colossus has the uh, you know the very sort of chrome looking, you know, skin and that. But this, you know, we saw it with the Hulkbuster uh, builder figure and, and now we're getting the Juggernaut builder figure. Uh, re-released just in two packs. Does that kind of, you know, dampen the enthusiasm for builder figures if they're just going to be re-released later in two packs? No, not really, because it's still pot shot whether you're going to get a builder figure released again in two packs. It's not like it's happened to every single one of them. And they are completing the Jim Lee team. So that's another notch Mm. in that belt. And I think the main thing is, if you're going to re-release it, have something different, have a, like with the MCU one, it was a much more screen-accurate paint um, mm. scheme that they gave it. Obviously, with the Juggernaut, you've got um, the helmetless head, you've got the smashed-up helmet, and even the generic helmet has sort of a different paint application on the face, so it's just like black yeah. around the eyes and the mask. So at least it is. Uh, and he's also missing the belt, it appears. I think he's got multiple yeah. swap-out hands too. Yeah, he? and he's got sort of open hands, but it was a bit misdisplayed uh, at the show mm. in the box. They had him with the fisted hands, but <laughs> they also had the fisted hands up in the corner. So uh, I think they got mixed up. But as long as they sort of chuck in something new, so it's like, okay, if I am picking this up for the Colossus, I am at least getting something different I can put on my shelf here yeah. if I am putting I- it next to it. I did like that despite the the oodles and oodles of uh, things that were shown for Marvel Legends, there's always people online who are disappointed. And the, yeah. Like, yeah. The, the one guy going, oh, I was really hoping for a Jim Lee, Jean Grey. And then someone went, dude, they've already released her. 
Yeah, yeah which is really expensive. Me. So I, I was yeah. hoping they'd do her again. And it's like, right, so they should do another <laughs> another character yeah. in the same costume again just because the old one's expensive. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right, and also just get so many A-listers released for some wave like X-Men. You've got New Colossus, New Nightcrawler, New This, New This, and they're like, oh, but we didn't get this one character out of that large mm-hmm. grouping. It's like, yeah, it's it's it'll it's coming. It's clearly coming. They have yeah. to do that bloody white yeah. costume storm so that the the X-Men animated fans just shut the hell up this, finally. This is going to sound mean. <laughs> uh, I, Jesus. They I just go on and fucking on about that figure. I kind of hope <laughs> there's just someone malicious at Hasbro that's just like, we're never releasing her. Yeah, She's that'd be awesome. Because <laughs> they will always keep buying these things until we make her. So if we never release her. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm calling it into yeah. Marvel Legends. Um, let, let's stick with Hasbro and Transformers is next on the list, and I think that's going to be a Eddie. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take this one if no one else you. wants to put their hands up for it. Um, it was very quick. They had a, a Wonder Festival, I think it was, uh, the weekend before where they revealed a whole bunch of stuff. So there actually wasn't too much revealed at this show, but one of my favorite characters, which is Springer, uh, from the 84, uh, 86 movie, uh, is, uh, was shown to be coming as part of the siege line. And the other notable piece that they dropped is there's a cartoon accurate bumblebee masterpiece coming out that looks fantastic from front on. But the moment you look at the side of him, uh, he's just a whole mess of kibble. And this is really lighting up the Transformers pages with a lot of weird memes and things like that coming out. So uh, he's definitely going to be a controversial figure and one to uh, keep an eye out on. Uh, Similar theme of giant robots, though. We also had Hasbro announcing uh, their new Power Rangers line since they have just outright brought Power Rangers. They now uh, own it lock, stock, and barrel. So this is technically their own in-house license like uh, Transformers is and I think they really um, brought it to bat with this one they've uh, released what's known as the Lightning Collection uh, and they're similar to what Bandai were doing with their legacy their figures from all different uh, eras of Power Rangers but they're coming in with that face scan likeness tech uh, to give you uh, good attachable heads they're articulated much like Marvel Legends and I really like their sort of uh, art deco-y box design that they've got uh, going on for them. So this is a line I'm very much excited uh, for and look forward to seeing what they're doing. There wasn't really much shown in terms of collector-style Zords, but uh, considering the engineering they do on their Transformers, uh, I will be keeping my eye on them. And uh, we also had uh, from new brands with Hasbro Overwatch, which is a video game I don't play. Uh, but considering it's in this sort of six-inch scale, like Legends and the new oh, Power Rangers, I mean, sorry, yeah, not that I don't be, uh, yeah, play that either. Lines. But I didn't realise they had that license. Yeah, they just grabbed it uh, fairly recently. Now these are going to actually be Zing exclusives here in Australia, um, but uh, it's a huge. It's kind of like Masters of the Universe, where it's you know there's a ninja guy and there's a giant robot guy and there's a dwarf guy and. There's a, you know, mech suit es- Eskimo lady and 
uh, all sorts of things. So it's going to be one that you could potentially just even pick up a couple of different ones to fill in as backmen characters or henchmen in your Marvel Legends collection. And there seem to be some cool weapons coming with them. So uh, that could be a line to watch. Yeah, interesting. Very good. Uh, what they should really do is just to really troll those people were talking about earlier is release a Transformer White Storm. That would be fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh, do you know what? I, I, I totally forgot. I didn't have this in the notes, and people are probably screaming. Uh, the weirdest Transformer announcement is uh, Ectotron, which is a mashup between the uh, Ghostbusters and Transformers. Uh, that is uh, basically a retool of Combinable's hotspot uh, that seems to fit fantastically into the Ecto-1 car from uh, Ghostbusters, and they're planning a whole weird launch around this where there's going to be a Ghostbusters Transformers comic book, uh, which if anyone remembers the original cartoon, they had an episode that was about the ghost of Starscream after he got killed off in the movie, and it's going to be them busting <laughs> the ghost of Starscream. Yeah, so oh my goodness, uh, a lot of weird thought gone into it, but some really clever stuff. So uh, I am uh, looking forward to checking that out as well. And last on the Hasbro list is Star Wars. So uh, I didn't really pay attention to this. So you guys need to tell me what's what's new. Yeah, look, I think it's just uh, ticking along. Um, I. I kind of looked at the reveals and I thought, hmm, did I already know that most of these characters were coming? Like, I feel like, you know, the information was either out there or, you know, I knew it and I'm seeing it for the first time. But, um, you know, Star Wars Black, it's 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 fantastic to collect, but, uh, you know, just as you feel like they get momentum, they interrupt it with a movie and they bring out waves that are focused entirely on the movie. And, you know, as a, a long-time Star Wars fan, I'm sort of looking towards those classic characters, you know, like from the cantina and things like that. But I don't know. Um, I feel like it's all starting to come together. Uh, I watch um, Rebels uh, with my kids, and uh, it's nice to see that they're finishing off um, the, the crew. They're getting there. Uh, it's nice to see Mace Windu. Um, coming up finally. Um, but, um, yeah, I think the, the big announcement, though, was that they are doing a new 8-inch scale called uh, Hyper Reel, which uh, features metal skeletons or metal bucks underneath. So um, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Now, this is something that uh, they were really hitting up uh, at the toy booth if you watched any walkthrough videos and that saying like, oh, the rubber that we're putting over these metal skeletons, you know, it's it's very high grade and it won't deteriorate and it won't uh, destroy over time and this and that. And I just feel I've heard that from every company <laughs> as they've released one of these rubber high tool things and from some very high end companies as well. And I'm just at that point, I just cannot trust it anymore. Rubber is Don't just sort of it. not made uh, to be treated in such a way and sustain uh, these sort of squished or stretch mm. poses for long uh -huh. periods of time. There are oh, is yeah. rubber that can last for years, but it is going to deteriorate. It's going to change color. It's going to run through. And I, I don't know if Hasbro have been the ones to sort of crack this chemical formula to create rubber in their biggest uh, engineering feats and market <laughs> is to put it on a toy. This will be forever remembered as my um, best out of context quote, but um, my swamp thing is sticky to touch. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. It's my new ringtone. 
At least it was Swamp <laughs> Thing and not Man Thing. <laughs> that's, that's, I don't know, man. Really... <laughs> okay. Uh, um, I was also... Um, I don't know about you, Eddie, but I was also very excited to see the uh, the Marvel um, Star Wars comic universe, you know, really being represented. The fact that Dr. Aphra, Triple Zero and BT uh, were all there and there was actually carded pictures showing them in the boxes. So they're uh, they're on the way. So that's actually pretty cool too. Well, speaking of boxes, the thing that got me is now you got to remember, I'm a youngin. I'm, I, I was a 90s kid. And uh, it's, it even makes me feel old. But 20 years ago was when episode one came out. So for <laughs> celebration this year, they are doing uh, the six-inch black series uh, Darth Maul, which has become a very expensive figure uh, mm-hmm. of recent. So this is one that Hasbro are re-releasing because people have complained about how expensive it is, as well as the new six-inch Obi-Wan Kenobi and these were two of my favorite figures from the episode one line as a kid. It was probably the last line of figures that I got that I still quasi played with uh, in terms of the old sense, even though I was probably a little bit too old. Uh, but this, these figures on these packets just uh, really hit a nostalgia bone that I wasn't quite expecting them to hit. Uh, so much so that I'm generally not an in-package collector, but I might actually have to try and track uh, these celebration exclusives down because that episode one card, even though you can find it in dollar bins, there is just something iconic about that. And me going from being someone who plays with toys to being a toy collector, it was right at that pivotal turn for me. So uh, I really might have to track these. Mm. And don't forget the uh, re-release of the original three and three quarter figures on the uh, on the original cards as well. And one that's not a re-release, but a brand new one of uh, Grand Moff Tarkin. Mm. Yeah, so that was uh, there was Star Wars fans panicking that their uh, their original twelve back figures were going to be worthless because uh, of these releases. Yeah, I, I well, they, 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 <laughs> they do have. For anyone who is worried, uh, apparently these new ones do have the updated. Uh, year date stamp code so they will say 2019 printed on their yeah, bottom of their yeah. feet so if you are loose vintage shopping but you want to be scared if you're buying a loose vinyl cape jower uh that's probably not a real vinyl cape jower from the original <laughs> one someone's probably taken that off one of these and stuck it on the new one so if it's looking like a brand new crisp vinyl cape you're probably getting con uh, look, that, that's fake news um and if we want to talk about trolling people, as if Star Wars isn't the license to troll people for the rest of all time, you just have to keep <laughs> releasing Last Jedi figures over and over again and watch the tears just fill your salt pans. It's just hilarious to me. But <laughs> and, and that's that, that's before you go and re-release things that have been released before and they worry about devaluing because that's all that matters anymore is the cost of a toy, not what you could actually do with it and appreciate it yeah. as a figure. Well, a sticky yeah. swamp thing is certainly horrifying, and I think that's a good segue to NECA, seeing as they do a lot of horror. So, <laughs> uh, what is what were your favourites in the NECA reveals, guys? Oh, I don't know that I actually had a favourite. I've lost a bit of enthusiasm for the NECA Predator stuff because they just keep cranking out variations that are just um, repaints of you know existing 
bits and pieces. Uh, there's only so many variations you can cobble together. And I don't know about you, Eddie, but the uh, the emissary predator, uh, all that would do is just remind me of how terrible the film was. Yeah, it's a bit like that. Um, <laughs> my, I was oh, that was such a bad film. I can't. I I could rant all day. Um, but I was actually impressed with their alpha predator. I don't know if you caught him in the display can. He's uh, huge. He is. Yeah, I, I so much so I don't know whether he's actually in scale if they're doing him like the assassin predator, or if he's going to be you know sort of shrunk down in the sculpting mm, and mm. the tooling process. Uh, but for those that don't know, this is going to be the 100th Predator figure released. And so they've created a brand new character that's basically the primal original Predator. So he's got things such as uh, alien jaw that's strapped to his wrist that comes out like the two blades and pieces like this on him. And he's killed like some bug and cut open the mask. And that's the mask that he wears. But it's also based on the original concept art for the Predator uh, from the suit that John Claude Van Damme was originally going to wear, and yeah. there's a lot of nice Easter eggs dotted in over him. So yeah. I, I do agree with you. Yeah. Um, but he's one that did uh, grab me. One thing that I wouldn't say it's my f- necessarily my favorite, uh, but it was an interesting piece. Is Necco have acquired the rights to Halloween Two, which uh, the Halloween rights have been tangled for years. And Necker has basically spent every day on Twitter saying, "No, we don't have the rights to the original Halloween movies. We can't make the, <laughs> we can't make this. We can't make this." And uh, they somehow have managed to get around it and acquire them and get the rights. And so that's going to quiet a whole bunch of people on Twitter. But at the same time, part of me is a bit disappointed because all those other people are like. Uh, when are you going to just make a new Conan figure? When are you going to do release these things? <laughs> and it's just like, well, eventually you they do get around, they push hard and they get through. So I'm sure people think like, I'm sure that was because I was whining on Twitter. So I'm just going to keep sure whining was, on yeah. Twitter and get more. So I feel like this is a bit of sweet and sour news, them acquiring these rights. One Neko is one of three companies to show stuff from the old sci-fi film They Live, um, which is like kind of crazy. Uh, and uh, I, the head sculpts for the, the it's a male and female alien from that film, which is really creepy if you've never seen it. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I, I like the head sculpts of these. The best of I think Mezco's got some stuff too and i can't remember who the other one was um but the neko ones are the cloth like cloth costume ones mm, which mm. Don't really yeah like. they're retro it's almost um, as I, if the, I, the rights to this film were suddenly freed up well i be. I, be- I believe now i might be misquoted here but i think it's an anniversary year for the film and there's going oh, to be okay. some stuff going on uh with if we had that. an intern, I would ask them to research, but people keep mm, but killing yeah. them. Okay. Um, Nothing to do with John Carpenter being a pain. Uh, I should mention to the um, – uh, it was actually the anniversary year last year. I'm mistaken. Uh, the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles toys, though, uh, they didn't really have much new on show except for a new Bebop and Rocksteady in the animated format style. Uh, but uh, they were dropping some hints that there's definitely going to be more to come in the uh, seven-inch scale 
particularly with the movie Turtles. Apparently, they've managed to acquire some actor likenesses and uh, so, they've managed to work sorry, out. Some actor what? Likenesses. Likenesses. Oh, the likenesses. Lichens. Ah, lichens. Yeah, lichens. Yeah. It's going to be a razor figure. Um, and yeah, they've, they've got their, their face copyright and well, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm, my brain's freezing now. We talked about Marvel Legends for so long. So they got the face copyright and there, uh, there's new, more seven inch Necker turtles, which have got my toy of the year for the last two years in a row. So that's exciting for that's just me. Because you copied uh, and pasted. Yeah. 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 Damn it. Uh, anything else, Necker? There was video game. I don't know. They yeah, have I, some... I kind of agree with they you. Ben. Lots like, of other stuff. They, yeah. they do. Ha- they do have lots of stuff, and I, I'm, I, I love their like. I love the brand and uh, Randy Falk. You know who we've spoken to on the show. Um, it, I just have not actually. Um, the one, the one line that I should be buying and that I, is the ultimates line. I think that, that I keep, there's a a shop I go to where they have the ultimate Chucky and every time I'm like, Oh, I should get that. Um, yeah. So they are doing great things. It's just not quite my wheelhouse. I think it's, it's also, they're hard to talk about because it's like, Oh great. There's another it figure coming. And I really like the it figures that they've been doing, but it's basically like, well, it's it again. But now he's got the swooshed hair from that photo scene, and he's got a couple of different hands, and there's a bit of a blood splatter here where there Pennywise wasn't. Pennywise is lot. obviously selling because we're definitely getting a lot of. Yeah, yeah, they, they're yeah. cranking out the merchandise. Maybe it's the new Nightmare Before Christmas. Just oh, be getting no. stuff for the next thirty years. Oh no! Mm. Um. So the next one on the list is one that I think we're going to be talking a lot more about, and that is McFarlane Toys, uh, because they have picked up. Many, 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 many new licenses. Uh, yeah, I I said right before Toy Fair, I actually think it would just be easier if we talked about the licenses that McFarlane didn't pick up this year, <laughs> uh, as a way. Uh, because yeah. yeah, they've. I I I feel like Fortnite must be doing much better for them than might be evident on there because Fortnite is huge. It's, it's one of the biggest huge. things in terms of making money at the moment. It's ridiculous how big Fortnite is. And these McFarlane figures have ended up in big W's, which I haven't seen McFarlane in big W's here in Australia yeah, for ages. Yeah. They've turned up in JB Hi-Fi's. They've hitting all. So I feel like it's opened up a whole bunch of new retail market for them. So getting things such as other video game ones like Mortal Kombat and they're getting things like the DC uh, license. Uh, I feel like they are really going full steam ahead and trying to not just hit collectors, uh, yeah. but I feel they're trying to hit that retail space again and become yeah. one of those brands that is going to be on shelves to buy. And I think too that I mean, you know, without going through all, all of the uh, you know the brand announcements, you know, the, there's oodles of um, video games, uh, anime. We already knew about the uh, DC, etc. Um, I think the impressive thing for me is the turnaround. Uh, you know, for a long time, McFarlane was kind of anti, um, you know, articulation. He, he stated that in interviews, but 
looking at those new uh, Fortnite figures, um, it, it seems like they've had a bit of a turnaround. And it's like, well, you know what? You know, six inch, six to seven inch, highly articulated, highly detailed figures do seem to sell. Maybe we should get in on that. Yeah. Well, I on on uh, last week's show, I re- reviewed the Fortnite Black Knight figure purely because it had just been announced that they were getting the DC license and I wanted to see, and I was pretty impressed with the articulation. Um, I think the, you know, the one thing which I do um, getting, having licenses is one thing, what you do with them is another. And if you think about the, the last license that McFarlane got that I was um, excited about was Star Trek. And so far they've released two figures and I can't find uh, anything in the Toy Fair coverage that says that they showed anything else. Oh. Mm. So, yeah, that's, I mean, I, it, yeah. Mm. So, yeah. I'm, 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 the one, the license that I'm sort of surprised and I'll be interested to see how it goes that they got for is Game of Thrones because obviously uh, that's been a huge brand, but being the last season of the show and them just starting a line now, it's it always feels a bit weird when companies do that. So um, it will be interesting to see how much they can actually get out of that brand before be that timing. sort of drops off. It could be. It could reinvigorate and people yeah. could be all over it. Or it could be one of those things where they get, you know, sort of three or four out there and then uh, everyone's kind of done with the show and then they've yeah. moved on to other things. And sort of like how Mitsuko went releasing Breaking Bad figures right at the end of, Breaking Bad and the first sort of couple were everywhere and then it just died. Uh, I think it'd be interesting to see whether or not, I I think it'd be interesting to see whether or not, uh, you know, just in terms of timing, because I think that this uh, series has been such an iconic thing that there's going to be a nostalgia for it. Um, But whether that's now or whether yeah, you know, that's actually going to be a little while on. I, you know, I mean, like look mm. at Harry Potter as an example. Um, yeah, where we just seem to be getting more and more and more Harry Potter stuff. And yeah, sorry, ben, but that that but, was also one that died when sort yeah. of NECA started hitting it there at the end. Yeah. But there usually is a couple of years break before yes. things come back yeah. around. Yeah. yeah, I think what Game of Thrones needs is some consistency. Uh, you know, plenty of people seem to be having a crack at the brand, but if you're a, a true fan. You know, you don't want um, three six-inch action figures on your shelf because, you know, that's all they made. And then another company produced, you know, four one-six scale figures and then that's all they made. And then another company did two busts um, before they moved on to something else. Like, you know, it's it's nice to have, you know, everybody in a row of action figures or busts or, I don't know, doilies or something like that, whatever. Um, oh, and and I, I think doilies. that's what... I think that's what Game of Thrones is missing, just that that commitment to getting, you know, a large number of characters out. What Game of Thrones is missing is more doilies. That from the number one action figure podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I think one of the other things with Game of Thrones is it's not not really a toyetic line. Like, for a start, you've, you've already excluded, you know, everyone under the age of 18, notionally anyway. Um, because it's an R-rated property, you you know everyone's wearing kind of similar-ish clothing. It's pretty grim and it's pretty dark. And to some extent, I don't know that people, or I know I don't. I don't really want action figures of it. I'd rather just have 
for one thing, the rest of the books. Thank you very much, George R. R. Martin. But <laughs> people are more likely, rather than to sit there and have something that shows their appreciation of it, they'd rather just go and watch it again. Um, and I think that's one of those things that it's hard to work out what people are actually after with some of these properties. And I think that's one of the things with Game of Thrones is people don't need a way to, to indicate that they're interested in it at work or anything like that. They'll just talk about it because it is such a water cooler topic. Um, so I just have this feeling that it's just it's the vibe of the thing. Like there's something about it that just says, we, yeah, exactly. We don't need or don't want merch around this that's an action figure or a bus. We want maybe a prop um, or we just want to be able to go and watch it again because that's that's the enjoyment factor. I mean, that's my view, and I don't know what you guys think about that, but that's kind of how I think it sits. Well, you know, as someone who's currently podcasting, wearing their replica hound helmet, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. Can't, can't be bothered to put on pants when he's got the, yeah. the hound helmet. <laughs> Don't you think, though, I think to a degree, it, it you know, you get the, the right quality of toys and that that can make a difference. Like, you know, if for, for me, like I, I'm not a real fan of that uh, property, but when you see really good stuff, like, you know, the, I mean, Funko just talk about blowing opportunities. Funko just killed yep. That they, they yep. had the license for at, at the, exactly the right time when people mm. wanted that stuff, and then they were crap. And yeah. um, so it is a. But I, to me, it's I'd be more interested in a um, SH Figure Arts, you know, like kind of level than this. But we 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 yeah. will see. And you know, you, you never know. I think that the the. Uh, it, it's interesting to see them doing a number of things, and obviously because they've got the DC collector license, and that's the you know my main jam. I I if it means that they make money to keep making DC things, then go for it. I will be very disappointed though if they do not give me a Batman Spawn from the Batman Spawn comic book two pack. I'm just putting that down now. That, I, that should be the very first thing revealed. No, it depends I, I if Frank like Miller can, okays it. I he's, feel like he's got no say, and he he did the artwork for it. But that uh, that doesn't matter. McFarlane would have the back covered there. He's uh, <laughs> he's he's got the toy rights to both yeah, of those. Yeah. I can guarantee. I, I I would be very surprised if we do not um, see that. <laughs> uh, any other McFarlane things that we need to mention? I was going to say, on the, the topic of things I'm not sure need toys, um, and it's one of those things that I've, I know we did this as a many, many years ago, what would be the dream line for you? And one of mine was Elder Scrolls as a kind of a massive universe builder if you had lots of swap outs and everything like that. And we've I think maybe Funko did a couple of Dragonborn figures or something, and they were kind of very blah. And I now see that McFarlane are doing an Alduin um figure so the the big bad dragon from uh skyrim and it looks very nice i can't see where the articulation is which isn't my main gripe my main gripe is it's a game that's how many years old it was what 2012 ish um and i'm kind of sitting there going 
like I know I've just replayed it, but I got fucking bored by the end of it. And I'm just going, is is this still something that they think is going to really sell? Like, I mean, we've got a new Elder Scrolls allegedly coming out this year or next year, and I'm just wondering why they've ponied up on the last game rather than trying to get some early um, early release images from Bethesda about what the next one is so they can do that instead. Well, I think this is part of their dragon line that they're, uh, pardon the pun, sort of uh, rekindling uh from days of yore so they but they're doing more licensed dragons so there's also uh the game of thrones dragons are going to be in there and all that so uh, i wouldn't be surprised if this is just like we've also got uh the elder scrolls line and we're going to be doing dragons from the different games over the years right okay uh so the next one is one that I can't particularly speak to, and this is Tamashi Nations. This is Voltron and Gundam and... Yeah. So having a look at kind of the things most of us have collected or do collect um, from Bandai, so if we're talking about um, Dragon Ball, they didn't reveal anything new. Uh, didn't reveal anything new as far as the monster arts. Um I would be surprised if there's not a new... Actually, I think they pretty much said there's not a new Gundam. This isn't really a surprise um, from Bandai and Tamashi. They normally do most of their reveals either when they feel like it or they have their own kind of cons over in Asia that they go on and do most of their reveals at. Mm-hmm. Um, the things that were interesting to me personally, there was the re-release of the um, Soul of Chogokin uh, Voltron, so the Go Lion one, and the uh, reveal of the what us Americans and Australians know as um, <laughs> vehicle Voltron, which I think was actually de rigueur or whatever it is. Um, so the the set of many vehicles that formed into a giant robot, and that one, if it's the same and it looks like it would be the same kind of size as the Go Lion Voltron. Um, that is probably going to be a pretty penny to purchase. And looking at all the separate vehicle pieces, if they all actually do stuff other than just combine into um, the robot, then, yeah, that, that's going to be a lot of um, bits and pieces. There's a hell of a lot of tooling goes into that. So that's actually a really impressive set. Hmm. Hmm. Is this your kind of uh, – like how, how much of this do you see yourself actually buying? Um, probably zero based on how much the Chogokin Voltron was uh, when that was initially released. Mm-hmm. Um, so the vehicle Voltron, assuming that is the same or more, I'm going, yeah, I like it. It has some nostalgia feels, but it's not going to be at a price point. I expect that I'm going to um, swoop in and, and buy one myself. <laughs> Fair but, but I do think it looks awesome. It's just, yeah, the price point's an issue. Yes. Uh, so Tamashi Nations is figure arts. So what, what are there uh, reveals there that we... No. Really? They revealed some new... Um, they used to be... Were they the Meiji realisations? Um, when they were... Or they seem to be when they're not a movie-related property, um, and in a Marvel sense, they I think the 
this is the first look we've had at the Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so for those that like this line, it's pretty awesome. Um, I kind of sit there and go, yeah, okay, but why? Um, <laughs> like it's really cool from a design perspective. It's cool that they make it work, but I, yeah, it makes less sense to me than Ninja Batman. I just, this is going to be a weird nitpick for something that's a weird variant line type thing. But like when I picture Wolverine as a samurai, I picture him more in sort of that, and I'm going to mispronounce what it actually is, but just not the armor, but like the cloth gi type thing that uh, like Yojimbo would wear in a Kurosawa film. Yeah, the the um, I'm not like, going to war today uh, outfit. Yeah, like that sort of samurai walk, walking the fields type thing of grass, not fully armoured up and kitted and and blade. Like that's it, it just doesn't feel like the type of uh, samurai um, that I, I – yeah, I have it more that lone wolf and cub style. I was going to say, yeah, it would actually have been a really cool one for, to do Wolverine in like a Jubilee or something as a, um, a Daigoro and, uh, and father set. But, hmm. Hmm. or you could have done it with like Cable on Hope. Mm. Oh, true. That's a good. That's good. You should go work for Bandai. I really shouldn't, but that's yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah. I could probably get like three months' wages off of that one idea. <laughs> and I think there's Star Wars stuff as well. Yes. Again, it's um, the same kind of feel. I think they refer to it as movie realizations for Star Wars. Don't ask me why. Um, apart from that, it is a movie, and I think we this is the first time we've seen Kylo Ren and Phasma in this format. Um, I actually think that Kylo is probably one of the better ones. I quite like the original Stormtrooper and the First Order Stormtrooper kind of look, um, which means that Phasma is really kind of the same, but in more of a, an actual just metal look rather than kind of a, I guess it, the Stormtrooper would be like an enameled plate. Um, but I think they actually work a lot better for the Star Wars characters, particularly the the um, Imperial Imperials and the the Sith characters, where they do have that armored look to begin with. Very good. Very hmm. good. The next on our list is Storm Collectibles. So this is uh, mainly figures. Are there statues or? Yeah, they're a, uh, an alternative if you're looking at your video game figures, uh, Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter, etc. Um, yeah, I actually think they're producing some really good stuff and um, they're a, a really good competition to figure arts because um, they're actually bringing out some of the really um, sought-after characters before Bandai is. So there are people who are sort of sneaking over and picking up a storm um, version of a character and then, you know, waiting for figure arts to finally sort of get around to it. Uh, I, I've actually uh, held off buying any of these because um, they don't scale particularly well with the figure arts. Um, obviously, figure arts is smaller than six-inch scale and the Storm ones for, I don't know, for one twelve scale figures, they're, they're awfully big. Mm. The one thing that I saw here that I really liked was the Injustice Lobo. Yeah, that looks really, really good just as a a Lobo at all. A Lobo, yeah. Because the other, they've got uh, a Dark Side and a Bane as well, but those are, they're really game specific 
um, versions. Uh, I mean, the Bane's not not terrible. Like in, from from a, I I feel like the Bane's badly posed in the case. Yes, like yes. Yeah. Yeah. it does. Yeah, looks like he's carrying watermelons under his arm. He does. He's kind of like, oh, I've got a poop. That's what he looks like to me. Like, like he looks like he's yeah. he's got an action feature if you squeeze his legs together and his arms fling up for one yeah. of those sort of. Old... I yeah. still like I still miss those. We should bring yeah. that action pages. 100%. But that, um, that means the nice. Lobo just looks like a just a really, really good Lobo figure. Yeah. yeah. It was nice to see someone picking up Gears of War. We haven't seen any Gears of War figures for a while since um, NACA has obviously relinquished a license there. So um, we saw uh, Marcus Fenix and uh, Cole as well, who both look really good. And not only that, they did something that uh, you generally don't see people doing a lot these days with action figures where – the Marcus Phoenix is like, okay, it's the young version and the old version in one. You mm. just sort of swap out the head and here's the couple of pieces to change the gun around and the headpiece. Yep. And like, there are figures that come with swappable heads and all that, but that's something where it's like, oh, we could have really milked this and done a Mar- young Marcus Phoenix and then in a year or two do the old Marcus yeah. Phoenix yeah. and so uh-huh. on and so it's uh, nice to get a figure. It's like, okay, we're using the swappable features to give you multiple display options across the line. Hmm. Hmm. Yep. Okay. Well, we're about to move into a section where uh, at least one of us is going to have to work very hard not to rant and rave for a moment. And this is DC Collectibles. And uh, <laughs> I'm, um, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready to rant and rave. Let's ready, ready to rant and rave. So, okay. I mean, this is... <clears throat> you know, in terms of, I think what I w- was hanging out for the whole time, you know, was like, I just want, I just want like DC characters like they actually have ever appeared in a comic book, like any, any, any kind. And uh, the thing that kind of got up my nose here was that DC Collectibles did quite a flashy promo video of stuff that they were releasing at. Um, or, or announcing a toy fair, which wasn't all of the things, um, but it, none of it was stuff that was like, oh my gosh, it's a new, you know, comic accurate anything. It was all just kind of weird. Um, so where do we begin? Uh, we, we we're getting um, weird like wrestling figures. Yeah, the Lucho Expresso explosive. Yeah. Yep. Explosiva. Explosiva. Uh, <laughs> this is one of those ones that's like, okay, like maybe someone in the office that was their brainchild, they really wanted the uh, Batman and, a, you know, the, the Superman or the Deathstroke. Like just release that two-pack. Okay, that's a weird, cool concept. I'm like, do we need a line of these guys. Like it sort of works for one or two figures and you get the joke, you get the concept, but do we need a whole, like, can this carry a whole line of figures like they're pushing? And that's where I'm just like, Oh, uh, it's, it's uh, like, I, I got to give them a credit for thinking outside the box and trying something new, but what they've actually delivered. I, okay. There's a hydron, kaleidoscope telescope in sweden that measures at atoms at the atomic level to see what happens when they're spun really fast and hit together 
with that telescope, you probably couldn't find my interest in these figures. <laughs> I, mean, I have to say, I saw a lot of reaction, a lot of positive reaction to these. And like, I, these can exist and I've got no problem. Yeah, they're, they're well done figures, like the design yeah. wise and um, those sort of, they got like the crosshatch markings on them as if they've come off sort of a drawn page. They they look good. They they seem to have good articulation. There's some little clever things like the chair that Deathstroke has has the face imprint of Batman in it as if he's just been whacked across the face with this uh, piece of metal. But it just all this effort is going into something that I just don't yeah. just meh at at the end of the day. To be fair, I, I actually really like the Batman. The rest of them I don't care for, but I think the Batman's really cool. Look, I if alongside this, there were now we because the other thing that that really irked me about that video was that it didn't like TC Essentials didn't get a mention at all, and I was like, if they're going to drop another action figure line, <laughs> but then there was a whole you know DC Essentials display, and they've got quite a few figures coming up, etc. And that's cool. It was just the the video because between that and then the DC Prime, whatever those are, um, again, which I think you know are totally fine. It was just more like, I can I just have one, just one one that looks like something that was in a comic book. And in at the same time as I'm seeing that video, I'm going, oh wow, we're getting a comic accurate '80s boom boom. In, from Hasbro yeah. that's going to be at retail. And I'm like, can I have <laughs> one? Just one? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Throw me a freaking bone. If you're going to do DC Lucha Libre fighters too, like why is there no Bane? Why do Metello instead of Bane? <laughs> <laughs> that's a really great point. That must and be way true. No I mean, look, the, the people have gone nuts for the primal age stuff, right? And it's a, and I think this all has a place, and it's still the property getting out there. And I think DC Collectibles is doing some really interesting um, and more niche things, and that's cool. It's just the their lack of ability to commit to um, the the action figure line that we. You know, that, that to me should be the core of their offering, which is stuff that actually appears in the comics. Now, that on on a positive note, as well as Essentials, while we didn't get we didn't really get any new figures announced, but they've got a lot to that. I think no, but see, see, this is one of the things that I'm actually a bit like interested and also slightly worried about that we didn't get any reveals in DC Essentials because I do feel. McFarlane and DC collectibles do sort of occupy the same space. And we know that spin masters have picked up uh, the main sort of retail license for DC, but with uh, DC collectibles, apparently with the DC editorial um, executive shuffle going on, apparently DC collectibles is starting to move more in house at Warner brothers and whether possibly a collector license for the main DC universe has been given to McFarlane and potentially DC collectibles. And and this is just speculation here. Um, you know, it, it's possible the reason why we didn't see much um, comic stuff from DC collectibles is they might not have the license as odd as that sounds. 
to it. That might be why they're doing wrestling figures or uh, jumping back into the animated stuff or ones that main comic license might be with McFarlane now. So the one thing that gave me hope there was that they did show, oh, they showed the Red Hood, which they um, uh, previewed beforehand. Um, but you know, the fact that it still had real estate in the display gave me hope. Uh, for DC Essentials, but also they did show new posing stands that they are doing for them as well. And they have had, I think they, they'd had a line, a wave that they had to cancel and re-solicit, which was the Joker, Batgirl, Harley wave. So I'm hoping that that just means um, that uh, they're a bit behind there. I mean, they, they produced figures for years while Mattel had, you know, was producing stuff as well. So I just want Yeah, but to- Mattel, Mattel was a different license because that would be more the Spin Masters skew of it. This is this is something new um, has been going on with a big DC executive reshuffle that's um, affected more the comic side, but it has affected uh, DC collectibles as well. This is a yeah, change yeah. like they've never had yeah. before. And that's, that's where I'm – this is like just once again, don't quote me on this. This is speculation, but they – uh, McFarlane doesn't quite pick up these till 2020, so they do still have a year that they can get things like the Red Hood and that out. But I am a bit worried until we start to see, hopefully, them announce more things in this line or similar lines Look, ahead. I've just because come that, to terms with I'm... the fact that I, in, in this analogy, uh, they're Lucy with the football and I'm Charlie Brown. You know, like, yeah, it's very <laughs> nice. We, we won't pull the football away again. We'll finish this line. We'll give you more than 12 figures. We promise. I'm like, okay. Um, now, one thing that they have actually been uh, doing a good job of keeping going is the animated figure line. And it was great to see new reveals there. And also they've gone a step further with what they've called some concept figures of characters that – didn't appear in the animated series, but are done in that animated style. And those I love. There's a a, a Red Hood, uh, Azrael Batman, and uh, Deathstroke that all look amazing. And a, um, a Dark Knight Returns uh, armored oh, Batman yes, as well. Yes. They're revealed on the last day. Amazing. Um, which I thought they'd already done. The, oh, no, they hadn't. No, they haven't. There's a- they, they, there was a um, Dark Knight Returns-style Batman that was based off the Legends of Dark Knight animated <gasps> yes, episode. Yes, right. Yeah. Uh, but this didn't appear in the episode. This is just a brand-new design of it, which apparently they are working with uh, both Bruce, Tim, and forgive me, I'm forgetting the uh, fellow's name, but he was one of the artists on the animated series comic book. Um, so they're working heavily with those two to actually design these ones. So it's not designs just created in-house. Uh, Bruce Tim does have his fingerprints on them as well. So they've kept that going, you know, for quite a while, and that that was great. Uh, anything else on the figure side that we need to talk about, Ben? Do you have any ranting or raving to add in here? My enthusiasm for DC, you know, I just – yeah, there's not a lot happening. I haven't collected, uh, you know, DC Direct or DCC for a while now. I, I do pick up the odd one that fits in with my DCUC collection. 
Um, but I think probably the, the thing I was most excited about was to see that animated line continuing and really sort of yep. expanding, not just outside of the characters that we saw regularly in the show, but really thinking outside the box. And, and I'll probably end up picking up um, the Grey Ghost just for that nostalgia, but um, Deathstroke's definitely on my list now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Ooh, I, I, actually, so um, one thing with the animated figures too is if you – uh, do look closely. They do have some new articulations, such as uh, double jointed uh, knees and whatnot. So they are um, also improving upon the figures too, as well as releasing new characters. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm was really happy to see that stuff, which is cool. Um, and then on the statue side, and again, I, I was uh, worried in the promo video that we didn't see bombshells, etc., but that did come out later and they're doing a beautiful looking death bombshell. Um, yes. And then they also showed the concept art for a Mary Marvel one as well. Uh, Mary, whoever. Mary, Mary Shazam. <laughs> <laughs> Says on the box, it's going to be Mary Shazam. Does it? Oh my gosh. I, that's ridiculous. Yeah. I'm going to have to get my Sharpie out and change that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> can I, can I, th- this is going to be an obscure reference, but I did find it funny that they're now going, okay, this is Mary Shazam. And, you know, there's another character with Marvel in the title that's coming out that's associated with Captain Marvel that's a female character. So we've got to be very clear this is Mary Shazam. And then the bombshell's design of her is from a marching band. So all I can think of in my head is when I say it is Mary Marvel Marching Society. Yes. Uh, from yeah. the old <laughs> Silver Age. Oh, that's yeah, so true. funny. True. Yeah, that is so funny. Um, but I love the concept. It's so it's so great. And I, you know, I'm obviously a huge fan of this line. Really glad to see it continuing. Um, and there's still so many characters to do. I mean, we haven't had Huntress yet, you know, as a um, mm. you know, to me, that's the biggest name that hasn't appeared in the line yet. But I feel like th- th- because of the success of the line, I would love to see them pull in some other, you know, characters. Maybe you know, Sat- Saturn Girl or that, you know, something. Uh, like. I was just about to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that there's a real opportunity there. Dawnstar, you know, would be one that uh, I think could be amazing. So see how we go but that's become a thing of its own the one from dark knight returns that lady who had the swastika nipples you could fit her into a world war ii look i i feel that that could be um challenging you know the thing that isn't really working for me though is they're you know they've got then the uh the newer they haven't done very many of them bombshells statue line that's not the stylized bit it's more like the comic accurate ones and we've got this supergirl and batgirl celebration statue and i'm like yeah no i don't really need that mm. and obviously mm. everyone else has very strong feelings about it so cool <laughs> um the anything else oh, of course batman black and white is still going yes and and getting mini statues many different versions uh, and blind ba- and the Mini statues and blind bag Batman black and white mm. stuff as well, which is kind of crazy. Good grief. So you don't have any issues with them reusing sculpts? No, I I mean, I think it's smart. You know, like it's a, you know, it's a, there's got to be some advantage to when you own this stuff and particularly with the digital sculpts, like what, you know, why, why wouldn't they? They're, they're, 
one of the statues I'm really excited about is in the DC Designer series. We're getting a Nightwing, which is a um, you know blown up color version of the Nightwing black and white statue, and you know I think that's great. Like if we, it, it's different. It doesn't devalue the the other version. Um, I d- the mini statues and blind bag things <clears throat> mystify me a little bit just because they're black and white and I don't kind of, I'm not sure who the target audience for that is like, uh, yeah. but that's cool, man. That's all good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't really rant and rage about that. That's, that's okay. Um, hmm. And a- actually be, uh, going back to Mary Shazam, if we go to Kotobukiya and this is, this, this are a couple of things that I did not actually catch until I was doing my research for the show. Um, I saw in the Kotobukiya Bishoji reveals that we're getting a new um, Catwoman, which I love. It's so cool because it is um, the uh, it's a really different sort of shaped statue where uh, Catwoman's kind of uh, sitting, leaning on a bag of loot kind of with some coins and also a really cute cat tail sticking out of the um, bag of loot. And then she's got her legs kind of poised in the air. And it just, I, I love the stuff that they do with the Bishojos when it's not just a character standing with one leg raised. You know, kind of <laughs> one, one knee up. <laughs> one knee up. Yeah. Yeah. It's so cool. But then I saw also, we saw the concept art for, a Mary Shazam family statue, um, which is amazing. I'm so excited about that because it's it's a really yeah. comic accurate Mary yeah. Shazam. <laughs> I mean, they're still um, ticking along nicely, Kodo. Um, you know, they announced that new premiere um, line of statues, and we saw the Thor um, for that as well. So that'll be interesting. I can't quite work out what scale it is, but um, it looks like it's incredibly detailed. Yeah, I was quite interested in that. Like, I, I think. Um, that they're, I, I've always kind of liked their statue stuff, um, and but yeah, th- those look interesting. Uh, I was just really glad to see Bishojo reveals because it's been a little bit slow, and so you kind of think, oh, is it still going? But yeah, they've been doing some reissues of some of the earlier DC ones, which is great. And there's like a new Poison Ivy um, that they kind of foreshadowed as well. Um, but then on the Marvel side, we're getting a Phoenix and a Domino. Which is nice. Pretty. Yeah, the Domino nice looks see, really good uh, too. Yeah, good to see characters like Domino getting a look in. Yeah, that, I mean that's that's really cool, and the I'm I'm really glad to start to see. Although I think it's a Dark Phoenix, but still, I'm really glad to start to see some of the characters that they did early on in that much smaller scale come back. Like I'm really want a new Rogue and um, yeah, which yeah. and that sort of stuff that kind of fit in with these guys that I've got now because I. Yeah, that was just too much. <laughs> it's like, they're too small. <laughs> True, so, yeah. Yeah. So, good. yeah. Of course, selling them was a terrible mistake because now they're worth billions of dollars, but that's right. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anything else, Koto? No. Nah. No. More Frunkle? Pff, Frunkle. Funko Frunkle. Primal Age. I might as well. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't get it. I don't. Sorry, I'm really pleased for you if you're digging them, but they're just, yeah, not not my thing. What the hell are the Street Fighter things? 
<laughs> uh, they're the same sort of Savage World type designs. See, I don't get that. I don't get the that because the DC ones, at least, well, they're I've I got the Aquaman just because it's Aquaman, um, but they're you know like reimaginings of the characters in this sort of style. Um, but then the Street Fighter ones don't really, uh, you know, uh, they're they're more kind of I guess game accurate designs, just stylized. So. They're not primal age, obviously, or are they? Or I don't know. No, um, everything except the DC falls under uh, Savage World as like a side banner, um, where apart from the horror ones, they generally tend to be more accurate to what the characters look like and just done in that style of figure, um, where okay. it's only really been the horror ones and the DC ones that have gone more like as if they're part of the masters of the universe world type um thing but it's it's something to do with um the licensing of it and the way that they do them those horror ones like hell you know pinhead from hellraiser and jason and that i mean what in the great googly hell like yeah okay have you seen the joker on the uh purple beach <laughs> I mean, that's just like, what on earth? Come on. Uh, all right. Move along. Yeah, this is, don't do drugs, kids. That's what this uh, is saying. Because if you do, then you'll design toys like this. Yeah, uh, onto something much more pretty. Mezco. Um, so Mezco has right. done something to me because you know how I try to set rules of like, I'm only going to collect this. Data. So my Mezco rule was I'm just doing DC comic characters. Um, but I'm going to have to do Marvel now too because they're making some <laughs> really cool comic-accurate Marvel characters that I have to have. Mm. Some very nice, uh, yeah. very nice announcements. I, I've been kind of the most lukewarm on Metsco probably out of the panel, uh, <laughs> but there, there's some here that are winning me over. Like Hellboy I'm a big fan of, so... Uh, if this new movie is good, I'm going to be very tempted uh, by that Dave Harbour Hellboy, the Michael Keaton Batman. Uh, he just works so well with the realistic material drooping in off him there that uh, he's an obvious standout and one that uh, I do feel like I'm going to have to pick up, particularly comes out around holiday time, so it will be real mm -hmm. tempting to be like, hey, there's uh, do this again. something to grab. <laughs> And a uh, special shout-out to mate uh, Eamon O'Donoghue who designed uh, the Aquaman figure uh, that's being released from the I Injustice was, game. Yeah, very cool. I was so um, excited to see that. I, I was a little bit worried because I've seen some really very convincing Mezco Photoshop, you know, solicits things where you're like, oh! Oh my gosh, they're doing it. And they're like, oh no, it's fake. And so when <laughs> someone first posted the Aquaman thing, I was like, I'm not going to get excited until I can Google this and see that it's real. <laughs> hey, it was me that posted that. I, I resemble that remark. No, no, I didn't do it. was just on my, <laughs> on my phone. You know, so on my phone. And I was like, <gasps> but then when I saw that it was real, I was like, yay. And then in the alongside that, in the same photo, the teasers for Moon Knight and Gambit. Yay. Yeah, that Moon Knight just looks sensational. Yeah, so. that's I was like, okay, great, because I've been I've I've been keep looking at the Doctor Strange in uh, my local Zing, which I just think is an amazing looking figure, and the, and going, you don't do Marvel, you don't do Marvel, you don't do Marvel, and mm. then now, and then when I saw the Moon Knight, and I was like, and the Gambit, and I'm like, oh, okay, well, 
I'm going to go by that Doctor Strange. <laughs> See, I, I, I think the Moonlight looks good in solicitation, but I, I would be interested to see him in person first because in the beginning I was like, oh, this could be cool, but then I looked at the cloth hood and I was like, oh, I bet that's probably not going to sit like that. In So, yeah, um, he was oh, the one that had know. me originally excited. I was like, oh, I don't know. They've got about six years to get it right. It'll be out in 2025. Yeah. So. <laughs> fair. I mean, you know, they've been pushing their um, Black Bolt and Lockjaw for, for ages, uh, and they uh, had it on display with a sign next to it saying it was out in 2020. I know. It's like, I'm, I... it's like, why are you telling us about stuff three years in advance? Look, they in the early days, they got way ahead of themselves in terms of you know, showing stuff that they were not actually really ready to deliver. That's that's the bottom line, is that it just – and so it's taken them a while to catch up. Now, they definitely have uh, tightened the uh, solicit to release um, window a bit for some of these, but they're still – like that Iron Man, you know, which is just coming out now, is one that we saw really early on. So – yeah, some so they just got a little bit ahead of themselves, I think. But and I, I don't imagine the lockjaw in itself is a little bit complicated. So um, we'll see. We and here's the other uh, they live figure too. Oh yes, that's right. There was a third one though. I remember there was three that uh, the uh, well super seven. Okay, huh, very good. Yeah. Very good. Um. So, what else on the? So, we, we, we suddenly, um, we've only talked Marvel. Oh, we talked They Live, but is there anything else from in the one twelve before we talk about another Mezco thing? Um, oh, I think the uh, Magneto, Magneto. Batman got a lot of attention. Yes, yep. So Magneto is, is the other one that I was like, oh damn it, I've got to buy the Marvel ones now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yep. And then Mezco announced a new. A line which is they've called it Mezco Five Points, um, and obviously that is action figures of characters with five points on their head, um, like pointy heads. No. Yes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't these just uh, immediately compete with the um, the Funko? Are they still Funko around? Has, is the Funko reaction well, I don't know. still I mean, happening? Yeah. That, that's yeah. the first thing I thought of was the Funko reaction. I mean, Yo, of yeah, they're almost the same scale. And it's like, you know. It's look better than the Funko. Much thing, better. So. Yeah. Quite yeah. I, I don't know what the retro appeal is, honestly. I don't I understand when, you know, we had these horrendous toys as kids that were incredibly limited by technology. Um, and now we're revisiting them again. And it's like, but but technology's made them so much better. I Why? Mean, Why? Cheaper. There's a, well, there's I don't a, know. Yeah. There's a few, some of them, like the um, Birdman and Space Ghost and that sort of thing, I think are, th- these definitely look to be a much higher quality than Funko Reaction. Um, mm. But, yeah, you know, and obviously a lot of people are excited about the um, Scooby-Doo set, which looks great uh, but there's some other things there like if you see the adams family which is weird it's a really stylized uh you know version yeah, it's of almost it. like an animated series or something uh yeah. it's a new animated movie coming out oh, okay. with uh, like oscar isaacs and um a few of those cool. uh, people 
Yeah, but those are very good looking, right? And uh, and then th- there's also the six million dollar man on Bigfoot, which mm. everybody has been asking for. Um, yes, yeah. with limited articulation. Mm. So. And and don't forget the worry is that you know everyone totally still wants to go and watch. Oh, no, that's <laughs> sudden. That's an, another one that's just suddenly popped out of nowhere, and everybody's making stuff. Yeah, uh, do licenses become like um, public domain after a certain point? Yeah, it's, it's a weird thing that suddenly everybody <laughs> goes berserk, you know. And mm. even the Rockstar worries game is like what twelve or more years old. Goodness. And that was like the last time the Warriors was a big thing. Hmm. So, mm. moving on to our last couple of companies, Super 7 is a relatively new company that has made a pretty big splash. And particularly if you were a fan of Masters of the Universe classics, uh, then you probably. Um, either you sold them all because you were mad and now you hate Super 7 because they remind you of what you didn't have, or <laughs> um, you uh, kept them all and now you're buying all the Super 7 ones as well. Um, mm-hmm. I've seen I've seen quite a number of these in person because my local comic shop has gotten uh, them in and I think they're amazing, but they're now doing more of a retro He-Man line as well. Yeah, so I'm going to go out on a line. I haven't really brought any Super 7 in the past. Uh, once Where would you have taken the, them if you had? I, I couldn't take them to the counter to purchase because they're yeah, a U.S. online retailer. So that's <laughs> that's that, I, I couldn't bring them anywhere. Mm. Um, yeah. But with the uh, end of the Maddie Masters of the Collectors, I was like, you know, I've got all the – Maddie Master Collectors, maybe this is a good point to put in a pin in it. And they were just doing some some characters that I did want to get, like Lodar and that I was hoping they'd do in Maddie, but for the amount of effort it would have to be to go to to grab that and the extra cost and potentially pick up the rest of the wave with characters that I didn't necessarily need at over a hundred dollars. Um but uh with this uh reveal, this here to uh get straight to the lead. They have managed to acquire the rights to the 1987 Masters of the Universe movie, uh, which is pretty much like one of my main versions of He-Man. I didn't really have access to uh, the cartoon as a kid in the 90s. Like it was pretty much you'd go to the video store and it was this film. So it's a large part of how I think of Masters of the Universe and how I remember and uh, my interpretation of Skeletor, like Frank Langella, if you haven't watched the film in ages, uh, as corny as the film is, Frank Langella as Skeletor is absolutely brilliant. And they have the Dolph Lundgren likeness and these costumes, and it was people who said that they would never uh, give these up if they went to Mattel, but because it's not with Mattel at the moment, it's with Super 7, they were able to uh, make this deal happen and get them. So we have the Dolph Lundgren He-Man, uh, we have the Korg, which they had released in comic book colors uh, because he appeared in later Motu comic books and they sort of got around the movie line that way. Uh, but he was a movie original character and now they've got him coming out uh, in his uh, movie colors. We have a regular Langella Skeletor and we have 
what I thought was really cool as a kid, it didn't necessarily pay off at the end of the movie, but basically uh, the concept is if Skeletor's Prince Adam, then if he gets the power of Grayskull, what does he turn into? And it's this giant sort of gold god Skeletor that looks like he's a statue at a Tibetan monastery that's just this fantastic ornate piece of 80s corniness uh, that I just absolutely love. And uh, apparently these guys are really close and they've been secretly in production. So uh, the order goes up in March, uh, just the coming weeks, and they should apparently be shipping around June, July. So uh, they're pretty much ready. They've just had them under wraps. So uh, that's really cool. And this was the thing that I saw where I was like, I I have to get these. There's just, uh, I'm going to have to work around the cost, whatever that is. I'm going to have to work around getting them here to Australia. Uh, However, I do that. John's been very lovely in offering his services, but I'll look into the best way and uh, see if I can uh, finally jump on the Super 7 bandwagon and grab these guys. They absolutely stole the show from me. And they they are doing Conan as well. Hooray! Well, yeah, this... This this was the other thing too. Not only did they steal the show for me with being able to uh, produce these He-Man figures that I didn't think uh, they would ever be able to produce, but uh, they also got the rights to Conan and released him on a Motu C buck, which uh, obviously there's a big history and lots of different versions of the story connecting Conan uh, to He-Man back in uh, He-Man's early conception. So, uh, these guys have always been tied together. And uh, from what they were saying at the booth, this isn't just a Conan figure. Uh, this is hopefully the start of mini Conan figures. So they're starting yeah. uh, with the first uh, Marvel Comics uh, version design here. Uh, uh, Windsor Smith. Yeah, that's, uh, he's got that sort of weird little helmet on that he sometimes wears, but a, a, an iconic Conan, maybe not the most classic version that you first think of but when you see him you definitely know uh that that is conan and they apparently love this so much that they branched out into a couple of other areas so uh they have a voltron uh coming as well uh and the one that really shocked me and i was like i this is something that i wanted but didn't think would actually happen and i definitely uh wished it would come out on this buck but didn't think anyone would ever be able to do it just because of all the weird licensing that would be involved but we're getting a classic version of the playmates toxic crusader toxie on a motu c buck and he just looks glorious and comes with the neon orange accessories that he came with in that early 90s line. And uh, I didn't necessarily hear them say it, but I'm assuming like Conan, this is probably the start of a line, and hopefully they'll be looking to do the other Toxic Crusaders as well. But he just looks absolutely magnificent. Uh, It's that toy just grown up, and I am really impressed and shocked and this is just more super (laughs) seven uh that i'm gonna have to find a way to pick up and even on top of this they've also chucked in ren and stimpy figures with great swappable faces and exaggerations and it's just incredible what they have managed to pull off from just a behind the scenes licensing technicality wise um and the fact that they managed to keep this under wraps and there's even potentially more things coming they did have a card teasing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, 
which there's a billion teenage oh, man, that's, just turtles. Ooh, lines lucky they're coming, doing that because yeah. no one's doing turtles. Yeah, Jeez, which, good thing that'll fill the market gap. Yeah. A gap know, in the market. <laughs> I know. I know the brand itself might not be that interesting, but if they are planning to release classic style Ninja Turtles that are based off those original '80s toys. Uh, then I'm going to be suckered into those as well, <laughs> just without a doubt. So amazing! Uh, I feel like they're targeting <laughs> me directly with this uh, announcement. Yes. Well, so you've I, certainly I, waxed lyrical about them, so they're they're yeah. they're um, <laughs> yeah. definitely uh, targeting in the right place. Um, I'm going to totally change the mood here from excitement about Super Seven to uh, Mattel. Um, can can I sum Mattel up for everyone at home? The Batman, the '90s Batman, black and yellow figure, where the cape is torn and the ear is broken. <laughs> that that's it. That's all you need to say, really. Shine a spotlight on it, baby. <laughs> yep, yep. So we don't we don't know a hundred percent. You know, if what we saw on the multiverse side was the end. Um, there's some really lovely figures there, that that kind of classic Poison Ivy and that sort of stuff that I was like, oh, you know, but yeah, who who knows? It's all just a bit kind of sad at the end. Uh, anything else we want to say about Mattel DC, hopefully for the last time? Well, it will uh, be interesting to see. They have had announced other figures at uh, toy shows previous for Multiverse, such as a... Uh, um, Jason Todd and a Simon Baz and a couple of other ones. And it'll be interesting to see whether they actually do come out in any form. No one was talking about DC at the show, so very little information uh, was available on what's actually coming, how they're uh, coming out. But this just felt like this is them going out on a whimper with this line. It just felt like mm. we've lost the license. It doesn't matter. Let's just <laughs> stick it here and... Uh, that that's done. We we couldn't find a way to sell Batman. We've we've just dropped the ball. <laughs> now you're the you're the Jurassic uh, Park World whatever um, fan amongst us, and I know that you were kind of hanging out for some reveals there. Did when they finally came, were you uh, excited or no? It was disappointing uh, here yeah. as well. Now this is shown because they had the um, like the Toy Awards. Uh, at the show, and the Jurassic World line actually won best action figure line, uh, which I, I, to be honest, I don't even as the Jurassic World fan, I don't know how they managed to pull that uh, off. Other than, well, this was probably the line that sold the best last year, so that's where uh, it goes. Uh, but they had teased at, uh, I believe it was New York Toy Fair, uh, six inch collector scale figures for Jurassic World with the uh, Owen, a blue raptor and an ian malcolm and people were hanging in the jurassic collector forums and well for more on this line and what was coming and there was nothing there were no human characters at all shown off the only sort of real big dinosaurs they revealed was a indominus rex which uh isn't exactly a collector favorite Uh, he was uh one of kind of the more jar jar binks of uh, Jurassic World, uh, and sorry, Marjorie, um, and a uh, giant colossal blue figure, which is cool, but uh, it's not necessarily going to fit in with your giant colossal T Rex there uh, on the one. So, and the rest were just really a lot of 
repaints. There, there was one cool figure uh, talked about this. They're doing a giant Brachiosaurus from the first film, uh, the very first dinosaur that they see that jumps up and grabs the branches. Uh, but he was actually revealed after Toy Fair. That just happened today. They sort of stuck up some solicitation images and uh, that on him. They didn't even have him at the show. That was just a separate side reveal, which seems silly that you would do it a day after Toy Fair. But this was just more of Mattel being disappointing on top of what I was absolutely shocked wasn't there. But they have uh, the Shearer TV show on Netflix at the moment, and there are toys coming but they didn't have anything to reveal here at the show or run through and talk about, which seems like a big waste for me that if you've got a license that you own, it's your license and there's a show that's doing well and getting good buzz and you don't have any product there at the big toy show that just, you must be uh, Mattel. Yeah. 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 That's about it. I mean, I saw the, you know, they announced the Toy Story 4 stuff in the whole bunch. And I thought, you know, all they seem to do, and this is what it feels like, they just trot out the same versions of, you know, Buzz and Woody from the last film. And then they add the new characters from the new film. And then they peg warm for the next two or three years. And you you (laughs) find them everywhere in, in stores. It's. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I mean, it's great because you know, I guess if it takes three, four, five years to produce a Toy Story film, you've probably got a whole new, you know, generation of kids keen to buy them. But yeah, they don't tend to sort of do a lot new. I don't know. That's obviously <laughs> a seller. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, you know, you're, they're always going to go back to the well, and I have to say, I think that for you know, those Toy Story four figures look really cool um but i i think that the industry is changing so much and the um days of the big conglomerate you know couple of companies that own and succeed with all the licenses are just kind of yeah over and there's obviously some uh you know mattel has lost a, a couple of big licenses over the last kind of five years and so uh, there's obviously some kind of shake up there and I, I'm just well so, yeah they're uh, yeah. they're also losing shareholders uh, like crazy at the moment they had their worst day in 20 years on the close of the market on Friday and had it was like C-level executives selling off their shares at not the best prices so um, it's going to be an interesting year for Mattel because uh, if um, the, the just the market watch reporting is anything to go by, uh, Mattel is not in a great place at the moment. No, well, they you know they I think the writing was on the wall back a few years ago when they lost the Disney Princess license because you know, that that's mega money. Yes, um, and Hasbro's and, done great things with it. Oh, fantastic! Ooh. Yeah. And was, I, I, it, I could see them becoming just the Barbie and wrestling uh, company uh, or within a couple of years. Them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> As we kind of gear towards the end, uh, we've got just a couple of things left. Um, Diamond, I think it's worth talking about because they've been doing such great stuff with some of their lower end lines, um, the PVC stuff, etc. And the number of new PVC statues that they um, displayed in their gallery line for DC made me realize that we didn't see anything about DC core at for DC collectibles. Cause they, they have, they've got a flash statue coming up, but nothing else shown or solicited. So, and in the meantime, the DC characters pumping out from the gallery line 
is just increasing and increasing. Um, and we saw a couple of things there, like a Batwoman that I hadn't seen before. Um, we knew Deathstroke was coming, but we saw that as well. And that looks um, really quite good. So I've kind of, you know, it's another thing of, I, I, I prefer the quality and sculpting of the DC core line, but if we're only going to get four characters in it, well, yeah. <laughs> um, whatever. And you, you know, I, I, I do uh, love just the kind of character coverage that they are doing with this. And then same deal with the um, Marvel stuff as well. Um, that's a bit more mixed because obviously a lot of it is MCU stuff, which I don't collect, but more power to you, but Marvel select is still going. There's a, a Marvel um, select Sandman, um, which I think looks really cool. And then another thing that I noticed as well, which I hadn't seen in the um, up until I was doing the research for the show was that mixed in with all of their other, you know, gallery stuff uh, from Marvel, uh, the cinematic universe, we're getting a couple of things like a, a Mr. Sinister and a Goblin Queen. Um, yeah. Mm, yeah. It's totally recent. Yeah. Which is just like wow. I mean, did what kids of today even know the who Madeline Pryor is? is. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Uh, so that's and again, I'm like, so we're getting a Goblin Queen statue in Marvel, and uh, I'm getting a Batman wrestling figure. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's called diversity, Scott. Oh my god, that's so sad. <gasps> oh. Oh, also, um, X Factor, like '90s X Factor mini mates, Wolfsbane, Strong Guy, um, Madrox, Polaris, really, really cool. I feel like mini mates. Didn't even know they were still going. Oh, there, yeah, there's no. a billion of them. A billion of them, um, mm. and and new busts as well. Um, it's that you know they're they're not really my bag. And and the thing about Diamond is I love their output. But their statue sculpting, oh, sorry, also stuff that we already knew was coming, like Dazzler in the PVC line. But their their premier statue line, I the the uh, the sculpting of those just never quite works for me. And there's some more premier statues coming out: Mystique, Scarlet Witch, etc. And I don't know, they just yeah. yeah. Good to see them thinking out the box a bit more and trying some things. Like I think their Iceman looks particularly amazing with the, uh, you know, in the translucent um, uh, translucent material and the sort of yeah. the white frosted base. It just looks yeah. you know, fantastic. So, yeah, good, good effort. He does, he does. Very good. Anything else from the world of Diamond? Mm, nah. Okay, we've got one to go and then it's bedtime. Uh, and that is Migo. Uh, this has been really interesting, the return of the Mego branded cloth figures, because it's so great to have them back. Um, but I, I'd say it's taken them time to build up license-wise to things that I would personally be more interested in. And they're going, you know, and you, you got to start somewhere, but what they're doing right now, you know, we saw things like Charlie's Angels, uh, Bewitched, the Brady Bunch, you know, which we knew they were doing that stuff already. Um, I'm going to say none of that is really flooding my boat. 
no, I do like thinking outside the box with um, some of the, the the concepts. I mean, you know, the Universal Monsters is a, yeah, a, a that, very obvious yeah. one, but to see them actually doing Nosferatu, um, which is uh, a pretty specific version of Dracula that wasn't called Dracula because of you know uh, copyright sort of thing, but um, he looks pretty groovy. I, I'm, you know, I really wish that they would make a, a more of an effort with um, you know their packaging. Like the, the concept of ripping the bubble off the card, um, you know, yeah, the prices correct. that you pay for stuff these days, it, it looks so good that you want to leave it as is, but at the same time you want to get that figure out and have some fun. But the idea of tearing off that plastic bubble, and as we all know, you know, it never comes off carefully. So, I, you know, I think if you're going to go for this retro thing, this this vintage thing, you can at least update your packaging a bit. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that the, the things that I've thought, oh, I wouldn't mind that, I, I would never want to pull the you know pull, pull the bubble off because I wouldn't kind of display them, um, and so, uh, but it, you know it's def- there's definitely nostalgia for it. It's great to see some of the things like Wizard of Oz, etc. And there's other stuff like Joe Namath. That's one that I'm <laughs> utterly mystified about. You know, like what? Uh, wh- why though? Like who? Who's been? Who's been crying out for a Joe Namath? <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, and, and at least some of the licenses, uh, you know, cross over um, to you know other genres of collectors. I mean, you know, music collectors are probably going to be keen on uh, you know the Jimi Hendrix, for example, and, and I mean, Kiss merchandise continues to sell. But if you are a Joe Namath fan, you'll be um, pleased to know that they're also doing a 14-inch version. Yes, that's so, what we need. Excellent. I, I'm yeah with a 360-degree precise laser scan. Of archived Sweet. original 1970 Joe Namath Mego sculpt. Oh my god! I'm sorry. Couldn't even finish wait, that wait, with wait, a straight wait, face. That they put a whole lot of money into scanning an old toy from the 70s to make sure it's as accurately poor as it was in the 70s. Yes. Fuck me. <laughs> That's our, our technology's I, come so far that we can use it to create the bad technology. Is that like? Peak nostalgia <laughs> meta. Like I'm just, I can't even. It's it's I like just... how the new like classic Super Nintendo games have like parts of them programmed in, so it gives you the old uh, lines that run over it, like they used to do just with the bad uh, like, adapter yeah, cables and that that used to have in. Like they're now programming, or how Instagram has filters, so it looks like you're getting like badly exposed photographs or. That like our advanced technology is just replicating poor technology now. Uh, yeah, it's like we went and put all this time, effort, and money into developing better techniques, so we could just keep doing the same shitty things that we were doing thirty years ago unintentionally. That I think that's the thing about nostalgia, and I think we've we've touched on this in you know years past. It's that you know if we can make things better now, then why do we want new versions of old things? It's a bit like the, uh, you know, jumbo superpowers or something that, I mean, there's a, the jumbo bit of it is a bit um, kind of clever, but it's still an upsized version of a really, really basic crappy action figure. Um, you know, but- I, I'm, 
I'm a child of the 80s, so, you know, I grew up with a lot of Glenn Larson's TV shows, Buck Rogers, Battlestar Galactica, Knight Rider, all that sort of stuff. Movies like, um, you know, The Black Hole. Um, I had a lot of Micronauts. Uh, and so I, I'm still fond uh, of a lot of those properties. But if someone was going to do um, The Micronauts, uh, I would love for it to be a, a, a modern update, you know, six-inch action figure line, you know, great articulation, great sculpt. I don't need the original Micronauts, you know. I played with them as a kid. I want to actually, you yeah. know, make the most of current technology. Bring out all the same characters, by all means. Please do that. And, you know, you don't have to update them with, you know, Rob Liefeld pouches or anything. Just, you know, <laughs> give, me, give me the characters I was fond of as a kid, but give them to me better. Give me um, my Toxic Crusader from Super yeah. 7. That's right. <laughs> Give me my Conan from Super 7 that's going to cost me yeah. $35 plus 150 postage. <laughs> yeah. That is so funny. Well, hey, I think we did it. Um, hmm. And we did it well, and we will have the notes for uh, links to everything that we just – well, most of the things that we just talked about uh, – <laughs> in the show notes on our website at actionfigureblues.com. And with that, we are going to say goodbye because we've talked long enough. So if you would like to tell us what you loved or loathed from Toy Fair, you can email us at scott at actionfigure... No, please don't do that. Damn it. Uh, but do do podcast at actionfigureblues.com. And... Uh, yeah, only send your love letters to Scott at actionfigureblues.com. And you can also tweet uh, at AF Blues. You can find us on Facebook. And also you can find us on Instagram where our Instagram page manager, Luke, did an amazing job of covering Toy Fair. So Yes, indeed. Ooh, thank you, Luke. Yay! Amazing. So good. Yeah, much, much, much many appreciations. And uh, – we got to go. Ciao, Bye. Bella. See you next time. Ciao, Bella. And never has this meant more, but good journey. Why has it never oh, meant stop more? Believing. You, oh, it's from the 1987 Masters of the Universe movie. That's the quote. We don't say goodbye. We say good journey. Oh, that's what I've been saying all these years. All these <laughs> no, no. years, it's been an action figure reference. I, I understand. Okay, look, I, I've, I've never seen that movie, and I feel oh. like there's something to be said for the. Well, you're listening to the Action Figure Blues podcast, episode number three hundred and forty-six for the week of Wednesday, the twentieth of February, two thousand twenty-eighteen. Yay! Date coordinator, you're fired. <laughs> uh, is that Tinder? That must be still in the template. Another new intern wasted. Um, but before we do that, I thought I would just ask in terms of Toy Fair's past and expectations, uh, etc., where did this one sit for you in terms of uh, things that were revealed that you were excited about? Ben. Just in general. Okay. Thank you for that. That was really illuminating. <laughs> Sorry. This <laughs> 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 one's better. My swamp thing is sticky to touch.